0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sense and Signal podcast. I'm one of the co-hosts, Daniel Tarker, and I come from uh, the field of higher education and uh, leadership and administration, and I'm here with my co-host,
1: Joda Jensen, and I come from 20 years of product development in the software field, and I'll be bringing a sort of business perspective to this conversation.
0: And we are delighted to have our very first guest on, on the Sense and Signal podcast, Young Suk Ko, who is a UX, ma- uh, UX manager at Help Desk, or what was formerly known as Tripwire or Tripwire at Help Desk. Um, and she's uh, uh, been brave enough to agree to join us to continue our conversation that we kind of started in our last episode around meaning and um, whether... Um, we as organizational leaders are responsible for helping our employees and our staff make meaning of their work and whether that's actually important, whether or not, you know, it is important for folks to be able to, to make meaning of the work. And so um, uh, thank you, Young. Uh, Maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience as a UX manager and how you got to your position in this field. And then we'll, yeah. we can dive into the meaning conversation.
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah. First, uh, thank you, Dan and Joda, inviting me toward this special moment. Um, I'm so thrilled and excited, especially like friends. And and then see you guys talked about this podcast and finally, you know, fulfilling your dreams. This is awesome. And second, I want to just make a quick correction. So like the... Like my new mothership is a help system. <laughs> it's a close okay, help,
0: help system. So I want to say that. You know, I'm used to uh, my work, it's because they call it, the IT department, calls it the help desk. And that's <laughs> yeah, just yeah. got yeah. in my brain. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, but we have uh, so many solutions. So it's, we call systems. Yeah. <laughs> so help systems. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like originally from South Korea. I pretty much done with the college education, study biology, and then just one day, you know, it's the time to take an adventure. And so I came here and back then it was a trend. Everybody you're done with the college, come to America, study you know more and get a higher degree. So I came here, I fell in love with the country and then I got into journalism because I initially I was thinking more like journalism in the biology side. I love that the science magazine Ah. and all that. So but once I got into the journalism, I found out that the beauty of storytelling, especially dealing with the visual side, visual language, and then they talked about psychology and then philosophy. And that introduced me more understanding about, wow, like, and that was the beginning of the web tool, web website, really the, like, you know, it was an old kind of website, but still that was very meaningful because that's another way of the communicate your thoughts. Right. And so like, as a journalism perspective, it was a very, in a powerful tool you can have these amazing thoughts and promotion and the one platform and you can reach out so many people. You enable yeah. that two-way communication. Before, it was pretty much one way, right? And then it's a very <clears throat> linear, but it was a very interactive engagement. I mean, now we have a more kind of, you know, more deeper uh, engagement, but back then, that still it was a revolution. So that was the really beginning of my uh, the web design and user experience. That time actually UI design, right, Joda? Like it was more like UI design, and now evolved to the more like product experience, user experience. And I was so lucky, lucky as a like individual, met so many great people along with that this software journey. And so, uh-huh. so I'm, I'm here, like, you know, I got to meet amazing people learn every day from people from leadership side, and also product development and engineering. So I'm, I'm having a great time here.
0: Yeah, and that's <laughs> a, a fascinating <laughs> journey.
1: Yeah, I think also in full, full disclosure in this thing, so everybody knows uh, Young is my manager at where I'm also at help systems today. So, and, um, and one of the reasons why I thought she would be so fantastic for this conversation is because, I mean, obviously you can tell from her journey, she's had a um, wide array of experiences and, uh, you know, I, my conversations with her and the way she has driven, um, and this is from my vantage point, her leadership, it is from this holistic perspective of kind of uh, delving into um, looking into yourself and basically applying, uh, as she would say, your diamond in, in, in the certain environments that you're in and, 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 and kind of discovering you as you go through these trials and tribulations of work and looking at everything as like an adventure. And this is sort of what she's impressed upon me as I've had conversations with her and it makes it for, it's a very supportive sort of approach where it empowers you to take on risks and chances that you probably wouldn't normally do in a less supportive environment. So I just thought her perspectives on, on work and, and, and career and that space um, would be, it'd be very meaningful for this, this discussion, this topic.
0: No, I agree. And uh, the, Times I've met with you, young, uh, I've been very impressed by your your interest and your dedication to leadership and and your thoughtfulness about it. And I know Joda and I have brought up your metaphor around the diamond several times. And so, do you mind sharing with our listeners what this diamond metaphor is that you that you kind of go back to?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, like you know, like it was uh, it was like personally my painful experience right after divorce right? Like you having this personal journey, right? Like you think about like, you know, what have I done wrong in a certain way? And part of that, like I got into the meditation and then yoga and all that, right? Like, you know, you're kind of going through that, uh, the you know, the the time to really deep thinking because like a lot of things, like I have a, a duck the daughter in college, freshman. But up up until now, I feel like my journey was like, I I was like kind of going with the flow, really not, Mm -hmm. you know, really understanding what's happening. Was I I in the control or was I just drifting away based on that whatever flow goes? Mm -hmm. And I realized that like 50% is pretty much drifted and then try to survive, and maybe like less than 50% is really in control, and some of them is more like parents, society, certain expectation, like some of the like that, the danger is the belonging, sense of belonging, kind of misguided to certain way, because I didn't have a courage to say, this is who I am, and... And that's that's how it kind of made me think like, oh, and then also part of that, that journey I listened to, and then I read kinda of a lot of those the self-discovery and self-developed mm-hmm. books. And one of the that nice quote was like this, like, you know, the guy got this, like the pouch of bag in the darkness. And he just mindlessly threw that rock out of the pouch. And by the time sun rising, he re- realized that that rock was diamond. So that was the analogy to the like the lives a lot of people in. We mindlessly we throw away our our precious moments, our diamonds. And you know, seventy percent of our lifetime is devoted to our work. That's why I think. You know, so I want to share that my input. That's why we need to have that fulfilling job, and also I want to talk about what's the meaning of the fulfilling, right? You you cannot come with that really this the grand expe- expectation, and so right. like I think. And then we change. We are like part of nature. We change. I mean, like twenty years ago, myself, and right now, I'm really different person, and so mm-hmm. that. Uh, taking a snapshot of the baselining, who you are at that moment, and then having a, you know, drive your journey to the point you want to go next, and don't, you know, so so that it, that's the meaning of that, like, you know, that's your life, your diamond, you invest your diamond, you know, to where you'll get that at least amplified value back in return, but we tend to do it financial purpose we'll really think about it investment but when we think about this like job or friendship or anything like you know we tend to just mind, mindlessly like you know we just go for it we hope yeah. for the best that's great but we don't really think about our time and effort our energy as a diamond right so I, right. I felt like when I heard that analogy, I was like, wow, that was really hit me hard. And after that, I, I shared that, that story with everybody. Hey, mm-hmm. your diamond, are you sure you, you want to really throw away your diamond? And I, I, I like to be the, the person to defend that everybody's diamond. That's why the collective right. effort and the, the guidance from the leadership is very important you know, helping them put it in the right diamond, the right place so that we can amplify the value, you know, don't, don't, you know, waste that value or don't kick out that, those amazing diamond and to the like, treat it like kind of rock, but a lot of kind of company. And like, fortunately the, the company I'm in, we see a lot of that recognition value and try to, you know, promote that growth career growth so that's great but you know sometimes i hear that people get very discouraged and then they don't get to say you know who who they are right and right. we see, yeah yeah so yeah that's 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 the point i'll bring more so yeah i'll, I'll try to make it no, quick. <laughs> no that was
0: that was, uh, that was a beautiful that was beautiful and yeah. i think you know what i took away from that is you as a leader went through some tragedy in your life or a, a hard experience mm-hmm. and you had to make sense of that because part of this podcast is talking about sense-making. And so you had to make sense of that, your experience going through that, those hard times. And you found this metaphor of the diamond, which then kind of informed your leadership approach and how you, how you lead people. And it's obviously been effective. You have Jody here asking you to be the first guest on his podcast, you know, <laughs> but out of respect for... For uh, the work you've you've done as a leader, and, and uh, I think that's that's a compliment, you know. And so, I guess a question I, I I'm curious about is what it, when we talk about meaning and work, what is meaning like we're, in relation to work? How would you define mean the word meaningful in a work context? Because yeah. I often think we throw around around terms like arbitrarily. Uh, I do have some ideas, but I want to hear what you what you, you think. What when you hear the word "meaningful" in relation to work, what does that mean to you?
2: Yeah, yeah. So you know, like the Dan, like you kind of helped us in the Transformers, like with our meetup with the like core value assessment, and so how we mm-hmm. can fulfill like right our goals, like achieve our goals, like you know find that which goals to narrow down to align with the core values. I I think that that is the, like, kind of the meaning, right? Like, first, like, really, you got to find out who you are. I mean, like, we don't have any, I mean, we hopefully we have a long lifetime journey, but we don't know how long we're going to live, right? We always have this, like, variation, variables, like, happening within our personal ecosystem. And personally, when I think about you know, more understanding the brain side and Mm -hmm. how our psychology work. You know, at the end, this operating system in our brain, is just perceived based on operating system, how you are thinking. We, right, we create the world. Already our brain is like set that expectation. All we're doing is we, you know, kind of perceive the things and based on the, our already expected value, we are just checking and validation. So yep. in the end, in long story short, we are living in our own movie. We And mm. so this is who you are. You're making your own movie, your journey. And then so so in that perspective, you're the movie producer. You're the main actor. You're the, you know scenario writer, you, you are you are it. You're making an entire your journey. And then this operating system will just based on your command line will just uh, filter things out, just validating, keep going, you know. And with that, that notion, really, you got to find out who you are, like what your brain system is and what you want, like really find out core value, what makes you really happy. And then mm-hmm. there's, Plenty of jobs, and especially we are really moving into the, like, you know, industry 4.0 era, right? It's uh, AI, machine learning, all the robotic automation. This workforce will be hybrid at some point. I'm sure it's going to take 20 years. But you start seeing, like, I mean, last our meetup we did, you know, I researching it. I mean, I was kind of blown away. So much robotic, you know, that development happened. And just it was a uh, really people start talking about that, you know, Android, really that yeah. all the sci-fi, you know, uh, stuff. It's it's gonna happen some point. Like you know, really ethically, we have to think about all that. That means we have to prepare as a, our full human being. We gotta be prepared, like really utilize that that amazing technology to fulfill ourselves. And in that perspective, I think all the notion of like, you know, eight to five job, like, you know, just like the clock in and clock out and just like get the paycheck. I think that notion of job is no longer valid with that in you know, a new way of the like workforce. And then now it's like working remotely. I think things will be more turning to this way soon. We're going to work with that AI, you know all these the AIs, mm-hmm. all these like templates, and it's gonna free us from all this uh, daily mundane job. We gonna we 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 get to have more time to spend on our talent to help us to grow more in the creative side. That means if you don't grow, you you won't get to have that full fun ride. But if you are on the right of like you know, work on the self-development growth, definitely you'll get to have much fun, right? Like working with that, leveraging all the great technology we have. So I, I think with that, that meaning means like, really, you got to find out who you are first, figure out your core values. The jobs are now, is like really, there is a many ways to, you can, you know, earn your income to fulfill you. And let's say, I mean, just like the, there is a simple job. So like, you know, if you love to help people, I'm sure there's many ways to help people figure out the nonprofit. It, it doesn't need to be one job. It could be freelancing in you know, a couple of jobs. But as long as you are happy, you're organized, you know, the next next step to you go to, you're moving into. I think that's good because you're happy because people find out like you know high income owners not necessarily happy people. They they don't see that they're fulfilling. If someone is belong to the like whatever higher you know sort of society class, they're not that happy. Like belonging nope. doesn't bring that happiness. It's it's because it would bring me it
1: bring me a little happiness probably. Not- but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, young. I would if I can interrupt for a second here. So yeah. you you said I mean. What you said resonates with me on one side of the spectrum of this conversation, right? Which is basically find your happiness, like listen to your inner, inner voice and go out there and, and um, you can actuate a reality that where what you're doing aligns with meaning and purpose and um, uh, if you put your effort to it. Um, but I want to pose a question to both of you. And that is, but from the other end of the spectrum, um, should... As an organization, um, what is the obligation of an organization? And from our vantage, from I mean, both of you guys, and, and I, you know, when I this is worth worth thinking. Um, I'm thinking from like a a, 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 a perfect uh, position here. What what's the obligation of an organization to create a world that is meaningful for a worker? Is or is that not even in there? Like it doesn't even matter. They don't. It does they don't, shouldn't even have to care about that. Or should um, a, a, an employee expect to ha- have that organization empathize with their desire for meaning from that company or organization? You know, from that vantage point, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I Young, think- Or Adam, or? Yeah, I, 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 don't yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I
2: can't go first, like, yeah. I, i i i see definitely organization especially with this like millennials and gen z is coming into the like this workforce and gen x is a really kind of you know like we are like ready to like leave some point right like 10 or 15 years and so with this like workforce transition really we are facing in the in the industry in you know, a 4.0 that all these changes, yes, companies need to provide clear values. And then also managers, leadership need to provide that clear uh, explanation, help them to set meanings in you know, a tied to the, the organization goals so that and then also help them guide them through to that, like the growth. So that'll kind of create that really fulfilling environment healthy ecosystem bring the healthy builders I, I kind of tell Joda and everybody we are the builders we we making software it's like' uh, making tools happy builders bring the happy products happy products to the like ha- happy inner customers right it's a, like it's a like overall. Like it's why we create tools. I mean, it's a basically the simple thing. Like, you know, we create tools because it's out of reach, you know, like tools should work for us. Right. And so like the when we create that those tools working for us, it, it's, it should be made by the happy builders and happy builders, you know, kind of grow and then really get better every day with the guidance and protection of that sort of the in the creative garden. I mean, it's the software, any other workforce. Nowadays, everything is like, it's not just simply just that job. A lot of things based on communication, collaboration, because a lot of tools we use really take care of it. So it's becoming really the, uh, the things like people used to talk about soft skills is becoming really important in the workforce. Because think about it, a lot of AI machine learning is taking care of all those repeated jobs, repeated tasks. So all we need to do is really collaborating together, building the trust that come to, come together, make you know make a good meanings for our goals so that we can all move together. That's kind of I feel like the more we need to understand soft skills side of it, we need to get better at it. We need to get better communicating, collaborating, so that we don't waste up our precious diamonds, each diamond. Each diamond is so important, but each diamond is also connected to all family diamond. So it's like workforce is not just simple workforce. I see it's a very critical community to to contribute to the, all these families. So yes, with that perspective, I think it's really the good work, good good work workplace and have a like clear meaning to to the the values they're providing internally, externally.
0: Dan, can you follow that up? I, I can try. Um, <laughs> Young's a hard act to follow. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with Young. I think um, especially, it's, and it's kind of interesting. You, we use the term soft skills for our, you know, communication and collaboration, when in fact they're kind of very hard skills right? The hard skills for a lot of people to learn. And, um, and I agree with you, I think they, they are really important, especially when you're thinking about uh, constructing meaning in the workplace. And, and I get to that word purpose too. I think purpose plays a big role in in meaning making. What is the purpose of my job? What is my purpose within the organization? And that there is an ecology there, right? It's, it's the other people see me, at work? Do people see my purpose? Do people acknowledge the work that I'm doing? And I think all that um, is layered into uh, your role as a leader to create that for a happy workplace. I love your uh, analogy, or it's not even an analogy, but the phrasing you use, Young, about happy workers producing happy products. You know, I think that's true. And I think giving people purpose to their work helps them become. Happy, you know. I come from. You're coming from a .dot com world, and I coming from higher ed, where we have a lot less resources. I can't pay employees often the same salaries that you can pay in the .dot com realm. Uh, but what I can do is provide a good working environment for people where they do feel valued, where they do feel like they have some agency and some freedom to. Pursue things and have conversations with them about, well, what, you know, this is something I do try to do as a leader with new employees, like, talk to them about what are your goals. And it can be fine if your goal is, I want to work here for a couple years and move on to this next thing. That's fine. Um, But getting a sense of who they are and what their goals are so that I can enable them to pursue that, you know, it also gives them purposes that helps them know that I see them. And that um, I'm there not just to ha- have them work on my projects, but I'm also there to help them, to support them to self actualize to become who they really want to be. Um, so I definitely agree with Young on 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 her points.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, I'm there's a uh, there's an author named uh, David Ulrich, and he wrote a book called. Uh, the why of work, how great leaders build abundant organizations that win. And one of the things that he says, and I'm going to quote this text here, he says uh, um, an abundant organization enables its employees to be completely fulfilled by finding meaning and purpose from their work experience, which I think is something you two have been sort of are kind of uh, addressing here or I'm hearing from you two. And this meaning enables employees to have personal hope for the future that's interesting, mm-hmm. right? It's even beyond the notion of sort of fulfilling my job. Like, yes, I'm great. I come in, I do my work. But that he's suggesting that it's actually broader than that. That it's that, that I have a hope. I'm I, I see something, mm-hmm. maybe not out of the workplace, but beyond this. It's like mm-hmm. that's a lot. It's a tall order. What do you What do you guys think about that?
2: Yeah, I re- really like that 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 line personal hope because, like you know. You gotta you gotta be a dreamer. Like, you know, without your dream. I think that is the like our like I, I talked about all this dopamine. You know, like dopamine is the really the, the fascinating the neurotransmitter. But that's like kind of like there's a, two kinds of the neurotransmitter. There's the H and N here and now, like when you're in like satisfied like oxytocin, like endorphin. I'm so happy with what I have. And and that's kind of make you stay and happy. But like what human evolution happen is through dopamine. So like the mm-hmm. in our like ancestor cavemen we're looking for water and food, the dopamine kicked in and we go for out of reach, right? We, we just like take courage to go for it. And then that having that dopamine trigger indeed, that is like by our dream. If you don't have any dream, this dopamine won't kicked in. This is part of how our brain, you know, kind of configured over many, evo- you know, like the years of evolution. This is the how operating system works. So in order to be really, you want to grow, really take a full potential of your awesome this supercomputer. Yes, you got to have a dream and dream will like enable that, make you keep going. And of course, a part of the dream, like you want to have a like, really, what do you want to be, who you want to be. And part of like my kind of my tool to I use, sometimes people say, oh, that sounds like a little sad, but huh. it, it, it's been kind of helping me. I always imagine that my last moment in, a, in my life. I don't know how I'm going to finish my, you know, amazing life, but I always believe it's going to be an amazing journey. I'm going to meet amazing people. I'm going to learn as much I want to learn and grow. But last moment, I always think about it at this last moment. Is this the card? I'm going to put it regret pile or, you know non regret pile because I really all about I like to minimize that the, the number of cars on the regret pile I want to be have a because at the end this is the, my journey my movie I'm the producer I'm make making it but you know I don't want this movie created by uh, because of like all this the um, environmental issue whatever like there's uh, so many pessimistic can can control your movie but it's, it's mm-hmm. all you. At the end, it's, it's your life, your movie, your, you shaping, evolving your brain. And why don't you have a, your own dream and start making a step and talk to people, share that your dream with the people, talk to your manager, find a place to align with your value, you know, and making a small step one at a time. And you'll find it. But I think a lot of people kind of give up on the dream, not having dream. I I remember I used to have the, being in that stage, not having dream. It was a, it was Mm. a survival mode. Like, you know, like being a mom, like just getting paycheck to paycheck, right? Like someone asked me, what's your dream? I'm like, dreams? I never thought about dreams at some point. When was the last time? (laughs) Yeah, Just like, I really not having dream. It was all like money, financial driven goals but it's not like personal dream. So
0: So I think that's a good point, Young. And As I've been thinking about this conversation today, one of the things that kind of crossed my mind was that point. Like, what do you do in situations where you might have people working for you who aren't making a lot of money, right? Because what you're talking about kind of is Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. So that hierarchy of needs, if you don't have that food and the shelter – and certain basic uh, things to to make you feel safe and secure, it's harder to pursue things like meaning or to dream, as you say, right? right and yeah. what do we do as leaders to address that? Because I know in my industry, I, I know employees who sometimes have to go to the food bank because we underfund higher ed so bad that we can't pay people enough money um, for their labor. So, So what do we do in those situations? Well, that's yeah. too hard of a question now that I asked, but I'm uh, just wondering. It's a good
1: one though, because I think <laughs> yeah, it speaks yeah. it speaks to because it's mm-hmm. it's in the level because I was gonna talk about and I don't I was wondering if I wanted to go there about this notion of privilege. Are we in a privileged position? Are we in a privileged position to be having this conversation, to be to be so bold to say, hey, I wanna follow dreams, mm-hmm. or is it not a privilege? Is it that you have to start s- someplace with dreams so that you can get someplace, you know? I, and, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. That, I no, agree. It's a good and, question. It's, it's a good, no, it's a good question. And, and, uh, w- because I mean, should, uh, a kid going to work at Dairy Queen expect meaning from that job or should that kid expect that job to, uh, to provide a, healthy environment for meaning to be to had or is it just a job and should that be acceptable or do you know what i mean so are mm-hmm. we is there a privilege to this conversation yeah and i think it's the in to your maslow thing i mean mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i'm wondering what are you yeah thoughts
2: yeah i mean like the you know all this franchise and all these companies even like local small companies if we start seeing the job ecosystem as a different perspective instead of like i'm trading you know like seeing that job as a transactional perspective i think old concept is all it's like trading you give me your time and effort and sweat i'll give you this much it's all about transactional i think it's a time to leave that that notion it's a more like we're creating, creating things, creating value, like, you know, like really taking a step back, like it's a humanity, how much evolution we made, that that, that revolution, the technology perspective, right? All this stuff we, humanity brought, and there is a, so much now is like next phase of we can really go further, really. We can mm-hmm. explore more. And like, if we can like everybody a little bit like these billionaires or all this great company share more and also if we can maybe community starting share more companies start sharing more like let's say whatever their like profit they they kind of have a like ten percent of that profit goes to the helping sharing and then enabling people in need and kids have a if we can do more a little bit at a time, instead of just doing it only for Christmas or a certain holiday theme, mm-hmm. like adopt a family. I'm like, can we adopt a family or awesome kids? Like Each company, each community can adopt whoever in needs they want to grow. We can do that. And I felt like we don't do it. We just somehow you know, there is a many many people in this, but I'm thinking, hey, can we really think about in you know, a really start showing that role model example companies start doing it, hey, Amazon start doing it. Hey, we are putting 10% for the growing that, you know, the talent in the our community, kids, or like everybody, this amazing company, Apple, Google, like, all japanese internationally everybody start put the money they say okay we'll bring 10% of our growth like here man like in the local government community i feel like sometimes i see it's the you know the distribution the problem right and also yeah the
0: distribution of wealth right
2: <laughs> yeah we have a plenty of wealth we have a plenty of technology not sharing and, you know, that that is just we all think about transactional. We put more manpower on the accounting, more money, trans. But if you think about how much really value we're creating, generating together collectively, I think we can bring more. Like, you know, it's not like even simply in the Bible, like you just said, like you put a seed in the ground and not creating more. I think he, he said something about it. <laughs> it wasn't that right. good, right? It's just like, you're supposed to amplify. And now it's like, we have so much technology, so much AI. And like, why don't we amplify this human talent? Everybody bring the amazing creative seeds. Why don't we bring them to the next level? Help them. Each, let's say, Dairy Queen, they have that this program kids, while they working on it, they get to learn about social skills or leadership skill. You know, it's okay, like uh, like 12 bucks per hour, but at the same time, they get to join these leadership skills from that perspective. We are, you know, growing amazing leaders or analytical thinking because there are so many communication messages out there, like it's, it's a danger, right? There is a really, really misinformation out there like building kids and people to recognize and then, you know, really have a better analytical perspective to really make a correct decision for for themselves. Like all those skills, if that, you know, if we can provide those area, I think will help. Like, so everybody's helping each other, like all the companies providing those goods, you know, the program, training program, and that that'll help them to move to next level and then the another the you know the organization can bring them to the next level you know it's it's more like the relay you know it's a like collective experience it's not like one at a time because like we we change right we're not the same people our yeah. desire might change we might the kids might discover something else i never thought about I'll the Software design, you know, the industry, yeah, this my journey. My heart was a, like biology, because, so that's why I have this curious about. But well, you can see Maybe. that
0: that biology background informs your perspective on things, right? I right. Yeah, see it yeah, your-
2: yeah, at the end, it's a life and creature and the fascination of that, the unique design, right? And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, that's why I, I see that talent is uh, like this amazing. Diamond and corporate bring all this amazing diamond together. They're supposed to amplify it, not reducing that, you know, the diamond worth. And sometimes I see that, unfortunately, you really reduce the worth of diamond or really yeah. kind of damage the diamond or you really throw away the diamond. And so, like, you know, they don't see that the, the human in a potential that resources talent perspective.
1: Let me let me say, I'm gonna iterate what I think I just heard and I wanna see what people to think and that and there's discussion and that meaning that that we're talking about meaning and and happiness um, about what you do at your company. And one of the questions we ask is, is, should one expect to have happiness from an organization? Um, And what I'm kind of hearing, what our conversation is evolving into a little bit young, and uh, you've guided us in that evolution at this very moment, I feel it. And that is that perhaps in a broader sense, not a very immediate practical sense, but in a broader sense, we as a society should rethink this relationship of this transaction that we talk about labor and work organizations and that the idea of a, um, working at a Foster's Freeze or a McDonald's as a dead-end job for a kid. Actually, if we had a more holistic thought around this and an integrated experience, that that would just be a known stepping stone with logical, other integrative steps that would take mm-hmm. you to another level. Yep. And that mm-hmm. you're, or that the boss and the manager of that company would be integrated into this broader concept and they'd be like, hey, Billy or Lisa, and when you join us, you're going to get access to LinkedIn Learning, and we're going to want to expect you to blah blah blah. And then, if you do that, you'll get you'll get promoted to junior manager, or maybe
0: your local community college, right? Community college or
1: whatever, exactly. And so, what I'm hearing is that, again, this is not immediately the most practical, but from a strategic perspective, that's what I'm hearing thus far. I feel like is that we a rethinking of the relationship, and why why are we saying this? Because we do think you need to get meaning from your efforts. I think right, that yeah. you have to. But the mm-hmm. way the structures are today, there's sometimes a little bit of combat probably, which is the practical side, which is what, Young, you were talking about, which is bring you, you sometimes have to bring your own meaning and and bring it into a place that doesn't have much. And maybe mm-hmm. you can even educate meaning into that. And so that's on the more practical side. But that's what I've heard so far. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Is that is this jiving? Anybody else? No.
0: It, it jives with me, and I want to pick up on two other points that Young uh, talked about, because I, I picked up on that point you just brought up, Joda, because um, it, it kind of brings me back to a, a previous, previous podcast that we did on the value of higher education, and we see a de- declining enrollment in higher education and lots of people just going into to the workforce. And I think there is a place for opportunity there as far as colleges partnering with businesses to provide those learning experiences um, through learning and and development. Um, So there's that point. And then, you know, the other thing that uh, fascinates me about what you've been talking a a lot about, Young, is, you know, the 4.0 era that we're entering, where there's going to be a lot more automation, there's going to be a lot more AI, that's going to free up people's time we're probably not going to have the 40-hour five-day a week mm-hmm. work schedule at some point because there's not going to be the need for it right. and and then how do we make meaning because quite frankly a lot of people derive the mo- the majority of their meaning from their lives from the work that they do mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so when you have less work to do because you're going to have to figure out how to derive meaning from other places too uh, And doesn't that mean make- ideally more
1: do we? Does that mean we just play more video games?
0: <laughs> Gotta hope not. I hope we, not.
2: We are already in our own video game, right? Like right. this is our virtual world we're living in. Like we, you, you make it. You're already in it.
1: Where's <laughs> <laughs> my joystick. I don't feel like I have any control.
0: <laughs> that is true, though. I, I was, it's, it is kind of trippy. I, the, our brain. We are. We already live in a virtual reality.
1: Oh, that's a whole other We just course. don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, so, Young, as you've already alluded to in this conversation, we are naive realists in that, from a cognitive science perspective, in that we construct this reality where we think we're seeing all of reality in the moment. But in truth, we are actually already living in a virtual reality. You know, there's we don't actually see the complete picture of reality. We don't have the senses to do that. There's a lot obfuscated from us because we just don't have the the, the senses to, to pull in all that information and our brains aren't even wired to make true sense of reality either. So when it comes to meaning-making in the workplace, how does that knowledge inform how we make meaning?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, if we go back to the... Really, truly, physiological perspective. Really, like go back to the just the brain perspective, right? Like, what what make <laughs> what makes your brain turned on is a uh, basically makes you happy, right? Like your happy hormone pumping out and make you do more what you want to do because once your happy hormone, like dopamine, is produced. Like, so dopamine can be produced on the bad negative things like drug addict or certain lifestyle, right? Like, and that keep producing, keep going at it. Or this dopamine can be produced on the, like what you want to be, what you want to achieve. But once you set that the neural path, right? Like, so you you produce that, that those happy hormones, once you kind of create the neural path by repetition, you made a quite a self-growth because you created new neuron, neural path, a lot of neurons like well, working together. You created new capacity for your brain. That's that's the beauty of the your brain, like we have a supercomputer, right? And so like what I'm saying is like it's at the end, if we want to really science science perspective, really looking at your meaning, it's like, yes, your life, the meaning, all those like happy juice is coming out of your brain. It'll make you keep going. So anyway, if we are doing that, if we're leveraging our this supercomputer, living in this is the virtual game or life, why don't you use that? Leverage it to make that happen. Because it's amazing things once you start creating that there, those the neural path, you never had that muscle, you start having it, and then that's that kind of present another opportunity that which meaning is your brain to start seeing that next opportunity because you extend your intelligence that's the beauty of it and so like the more you working on it you kind of create the more neural path more brain capacity you see another you do boom you see that's why you're sometimes hearing this like Self kind of development, like those like lecture and book, they talk about it, like i was working at it, I start seeing that what to do that's that's the all like our amazing you know, neuron work right it, it just start because if you don't use it, you lose it, all those beautiful inner mm-hmm. you know, neuron will disappear because we have the self maintaining mode we we always kind of trim, and if you don't use it if you start using having dopamine and all that keep going, you increase in capacity. You start seeing more and just uh, you you, you. I think so. There's a human like getting into the industry 4.0. Why don't we leverage that? We have amazing supercomputer. Yes, we're creating. It's interesting. We already have it. We're creating externally all those environments. Can you imagine these two forces coming together? Amazing instead of seeing that as, but if we don't use it, some bad people, malicious intent, they're going to leverage that. So that's why I think we need to create more, like, you know, well-rounded human workforce, human potential to really fulfill, amplify all that. If we don't use it, that, that, you know, really kind of, uh, like negative perspective, some people have that, right? Like, oh my goodness, we're gonna lose all the workforce. Will yes, that could happen because we didn't equip that our human workforce to face that. But if we can really, you know, train them and then bring them more creativity, have a more more thinking, more innovative thinking, I think we can leverage that this amazing time for for next jump, next really, you know new renaissance you know like and i think that's i want to see and and i mean just kind of it's sad to hear sometimes my daughter gen z going through they growing up with the, all this negative news like yeah all this coming down environmental issues like all this extreme you know like movement all over the world like things and like overall news is things are coming down they don't want to have a families because they don't see that like they feel like hope having kids yeah no dream or no hopes like they just like they hope for the best like can we have uh, some sort of the you know near no and i think
0: that's the danger of the media right now right mm-hmm. if we're going to be honest about it i think it's something leaders people in leadership positions need to recognize that the media right now is hyped up to to terrify us right and they, they make profits off of it and Uh, it does reduce hope and people's ability to dream. Uh, And as you've pointed out so eloquently, uh, Young, you need that. You need that as a human being to keep moving forward. And how do we as leaders capitalize on that? And how do we create environments and support people so that they are getting those dopamine rushes that Mm -hmm. give them meaning to their lives and help them build their neural networks and you know, and I, I definitely think it's by, uh, like you said, it is through optimism and hope and feeling like you've done a good job and you've accomplished something that's unique to you and to your group or team that you're working with and that you can feel proud of.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think we need more software. I think one of the software platforms I really like, the Kudobo. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm not... Yeah selling that, that solution, but like more software like really kind of can help our lives like more meaningful because that's the nice tool to share recognition, you know, appreciation. And I think we need to have some sort of the new way of like sort of the HR tool or, you know, the innovative tool to help us like in you know, a work happy way. You know, work doesn't need to be like the bad experience. It's amazing. Like you create values together, you know, the, the the talent you never have. But through collaboration, you get to create something, something didn't exist before. It's like it's amazing, right? Like it's a, mm-hmm. it's just that thought become the actual product. Like Jorah, like we talk about this, like really thoughts. But through that collaboration, you really bring something amazing. And the, the, unfortunately, sometimes the, the people with the malicious intent, they create something too, right? <laughs> and so <laughs> I think that's why we need to bring more people kind of taught with the amazing skills to bring how to create more values. We, we, we don't get to do that. Maybe sometimes like we get to do like, you just create value. It's like you just keep making nails, and never put the meaning of, like, how these nails will be used. If we kind of share that, the big bigger context, this nail will be used for that this homeless shelter. And so, mm-hmm. like, you know, that that, oh, yeah, I'm helping people. I'm providing house. I'm providing security for people who are lost. They can get healed and secure and protected, you know that bigger meaning it's not like yeah you're a nail maker keep making nail <laughs> you know instead of that like you know give a better meaning like what they're you know doing is really contributing to the bigger cause you know and if, if they're really good at it like help them to move to next level i think that's what managers should do more really understanding becoming the like it's like the the pr agent for sports or like all these celebrities they have a pr agent right they're all about how to grow that that talent you know they're constantly thinking about how can i sell and promote if we all like leaders think that way i think we can bring better really workforce and talent and we can retain more but sometimes you know we don't get to have those leadership some sometimes I mean I you know I fortunately i I had really good leadership, good role model, so I'm really really learned and I'm um, repeat right, and so that's the really good role model I had, but I think we need to have more everywhere and we need to teach that leadership how how to how to detect those talents, how to grow, how to keep you know bring people together those different talents and, and to do the really good you know which uh, should be the value makers, right? Leadership should yeah. be like the, the group of force, like the makeup bring a up meaning and values. And yeah, if I we own,
1: I, yeah. I think unfortunately, and this is a cynic in me, I think unfortunately in today's world, the way the system is structured that oftentimes people, it's almost my version of the Peter principle, people get promoted to the position of insecurity. And because like you said, we don't really support people. We just throw people into this leadership role without any of that sort of support above them or the knowledge of what it means to be a leader in the first place. You know, we, you, yeah. you've had this discussion before, you know, if someone, if I was a, if I was a, an amazing cardiac surgeon and that's what I love is the fix hearts. And someone said, Hey, Joda, you've been doing this for 15 years. You've saved countless lives. You've innovated, innovated uh, multiple ways of approaching how to do heart surgery. Check it out. We want to promote you and have you stop doing that and manage people. And it's like, <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure if that's what I want, you know? And then, so, so it's sort of a, uh, we, I think we have a system again, going back to a holistic approach that needs to rethink how we approach these things because leadership is a skill unto itself that I think we give short shrift to it. We, we use it as a promotion only. And Mm -hmm. and I think, I think what ends up happening is you get good leaders by accident most of the time. Mm Um, You know, um, and that you were you were fortunate, like you said, that you had some great leadership mentors, and so you. From my vantage point, you're an amazing leader, um, but it's by no no work of a of a structured system that made that happen, right? You were just fortunate you had some great leaders that you Mm -hmm. fell into, and uh, and of course you as well. So
2: oh, thank you. Um,
1: Yeah. Hey guys, sorry i uh, i don't I don't want to be the bearer of bad news here, but uh, we but are it's the time's up. <laughs> the time is up. Yeah, time yeah. Is up.
0: But we are going to have Young back uh, on a, for another episode at some point, and she wants so to. I, and she, <laughs> if she wants to, if she's uh, happy with the product, once we post it. Uh, but it's been wonderful talking to you, Young. If you enjoyed this conversation, please uh, like us, like the video, uh, click on the subscribe button, all those good things. Uh, we're on Apple and. YouTube and a lot of different other uh, podcast platforms, and we're going to continue this conversation about leadership and sense making. So please, please, please subscribe. Thanks, you okay. oh, th-
2: Thank you, thank Thanks. you, then. thank
0: you, Joda. Yep, yep. Thanks. See bye. y'all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: <laughs> bye.